Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. Okay, so it's Friday morning, and we still do not know who the winner of the 2020 election is. It's still up in the air, and it's still anybody's race. It is too close in too many states. Now, why is it that we do not yet know the outcome of the presidential election? Well, that is a good question, isn't it? Why is it that states like California, Texas, Florida, New York, with huge populations, can know pretty much immediately right there on election night what the results are in their state and be able to report them. And then you got smaller states, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, much smaller states. And yet here it is days away from the election. And we still do not know what the results are in those states, crucial states in which the balance of the presidency hang. And yet we do not know them. And North Carolina, they're saying that they're not going to report the final numbers until the 12th. And there's no reason why it should take until the 12th in order for them to be able to go through and report the numbers. The only reason that I can think of is that President Trump won and they want to delay that response. They want to delay reporting that because they want to create the public perception that Biden won. Now, we do not know whether Biden won or Biden lost. We just don't. You know, it, it can go any way. But in case Trump wins, They want to create the perception for as long as possible that Biden won. That way, it will help Biden in the public uh, court of opinion as he heads to the court and puts pressure on the courts to uphold a Biden victory, even if Trump is the legitimate winner. Now, I'm saying this as a big if. You know, this is kind of one of those if scenarios, wargaming it out a bit. All right, so I'm not conceding any idea. I still think that Trump is going to prevail in the end. Arizona is a state to very much watch because the polls are, the results are very much tightening. And if Trump keeps performing the way he has been, he's going to overtake Biden in Arizona and Nevada. Nevada is surprisingly close. And so depending on how things turn out, Trump could end up taking Nevada, which then leads us to a problematic scenario because I've gone through and I've taken a look at the map and we go through and we see here that with the states left, Alaska, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. Okay, so if Biden gets Georgia, he's at 269. And then if Trump takes the rest of the remaining states, that is 269. That ends up in an electoral tie, and which will just throw this country into chaos. I mean, there is no doubt about that. It will throw the country into complete and total chaos. And then what happens? Well, then it will be Nancy Pelosi choosing who the president is. But then it will be, you know, Mitch McConnell choosing who the vice president is. So we would could end up with a Biden Pence administration, or you know, this would be funny, a Biden Trump administration. I mean, that would be one of those hilarious outcomes where Trump would just be out there bashing Biden day in and day out for the next four years. And he is spiteful enough to do it. But we get back to this question, why is it taking so long for them to be able to report the actual number? You know, for us to be able to get, you know, an answer here as to who the president is, when very large states with huge populations can report very accurately on election night itself, and smaller states take days. Well, I think Joe Biden actually has the answer for that. So Joe Biden came out and he gave his response here as to what he thinks is going on. So let's go ahead and listen to Joe Biden. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Woo, talk about a Freudian slip there. Yes, there's Joe Biden on video admitting to the Democrats having created the most extensive voter fraud organization in history. There is no doubt about that. This is the only reason why we do not have the full results of the election, because the Democrats are engaged in voter fraud. They're engaged in voter fraud in almost every election. But this year, more extensive forms of voter fraud has been emerging, has been happening than any other election year. And it's outstanding. Why is it? Because the Democrats cannot win in an honest, open, and fair election. They haven't been winning any fair, honest, open elections for a long time, which is why they always have to resort to 
you know, all this fraud that they engage in. It's why they have to go through and promote, you know, mail-in ballots because it's easy to commit fraud with mail-in ballots. It's why they go through and constantly, you know, attack any form of election security whatsoever. Now, we take a look at how extensive their fraud has gained over the years. I mean, back in 2012, remember, Obama used the power of the government, more specifically the IRS, to target political opponents in order to suppress them in order to gain the advantage in the 2012 election. In 2016, they tried to expand that. They went through and they used the FBI as an opposition research firm to target political opponents. To try, And then after the election, when they failed to defeat President Trump, they tried to use the FBI and the special counsel's office in order to try and overthrow the president, commit a coup. So they've been planning this for four years. How is it that they're going to be able to rig the election in order to win? Rig it enough. And that's where the whole mail-in ballots and coronavirus gave them the perfect excuse to get rid of any remaining election security measure whatsoever. This is why we are in a situation where we do not know because we're having to go through and find out that the Democrats are still finding new ballots to count. And of course, as Project Veritas has reported, the post office is backdating those ballots all the way to election day so that they will be included in the final count and make them nearly impossible to be able to separate in any court challenge between the legitimate votes and the fraudulent votes. And, you know, as we go through and we take a look at the votes, it's interesting because if you take a look at election records, we find out that both Biden and Trump at this particular point in time and the amount of total votes have re both received more votes than any other presidential race than anybody else has ever received in any presidential race prior to 2020. That means both Trump and Biden have received more votes than Obama did in 2008, right? That, that is interesting. So we, yes, we've had a lot more people voting, right? And then we got to wonder, why are people voting for Joe Biden? I mean, I, I don't get this. So is there really 73 million Americans in this country who hate peace and prosperity, who hate the United States so completely? Are there really 73 million Americans that took a look at the results of the Trump administration and saw historically low black unemployment and went, that is horrible. 73 million Americans saw minorities, black and Hispanic community, having record low unemployment and rising wages and said, this is horrible. We must put an end to it. And yet they want to go off and claim that the Republicans are racist. It's amazing. You know, we go off and we talk about the black community, the black community. Trump was the first president and generations are over a generation. The first president since the passage of the civil rights movement that actually went off and did meaningful action to raise up the black and Hispanic community. And the entire left got pissed off. They hated the minorities prospering. We saw Americans in general prospering the biggest, best, most booming economy that we have had, at least since Reagan left office, and 73 million Americans said, that is horrible. How dare America prosper? Now, this is going off and assuming that these are all one, you know, 73 million all legitimate vote, right? Now, we know they're not all legitimate votes. I mean, over in Utah, there's plenty of press conferences going on about how some dead people were voting, how people went up to show uh, uh, to vote in person, only to find out that because ballots were mailed out that weren't even requested, other people started voting in their name because some households were receiving up to 11 ballots. So we know the number itself is fraudulent, but the Democrats, they want to make sure that there is no way to track who, which votes are legitimate and which ones are illegally cast. We have people voting who are, aren't even eligible to vote in certain areas. And the Democrats are fighting tooth and nail to make sure that those illegitimate votes stay. But in any event, we see that there's actually, you know, going through, if we were to assume that all of this is correct, that 73 million Americans who hate this country, right? 73 million Americans that took a look at Trump actually getting America out of foreign conflict and said, that's horrible. We need to be in more wars. And so they voted for Biden. 73 million Americans who saw peace breaking out in the Middle East and said, we can't have that. 
We can't have that. You know, we must end the breakout of peace in the Middle East. I, I, I don't get this. I don't get what, how there can be that many Americans that hate this country, that hate peace and prosperity, and want a warmongering economic killer like Joe Biden. I, we go through and we take a look at the coronavirus. Here it is. President Trump took immediate and decisive action, the most far-reaching action in American history to combat a pandemic. President Trump has gone through and has gone from the outbreak of a new virus to effective treatment, to effective you know, therapeutics, and to be on track for a cure or a vaccine in record time. And Americans decided, or at least 73 million Americans, if you go by and believe that all those votes were legitimate, 73 million Americans said, no, we don't want that. We want the person who has basically the exact same plan, but would implement it slower so more people would die. Now, why is that? Why is that? Why are 73 million Americans out there reportedly voting against peace in the Middle East, economic prosperity here in the United States, against raising up black and Hispanic communities out of poverty, and against someone whose actions drastically reduce the number of deaths of Americans by a pandemic? Well, it's because they don't realize what it is they're actually voting for. You know, the greatest failure of the Trump administration, the one place where he failed is his failure to address social media, his failure to address online censorship, the left's total domination of all communication and information. The left determined what it is you're allowed to see, what you're allowed to know, what you can and cannot have access. And because of that, they were able to entrap people into a bubble of fake news and gaslight them with a bunch of propaganda so massive that North Korea is taking notes. That, that's it. We have 73 million uninformed Americans, ignorant of all of the facts, all of the issues that are going on in this country, and are voting against their own best interest because they're told if they don't, they're racist, because they'll be called a whole bunch of horrible names, because they actually think up is down and down is up. They live in bizarro Superman world. And that goes through and says, yes, you know what? When Trump eventually emerges as victor in this election, his number one priority should be addressing Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and the Google search algorithm. You know, especially in 2022, when we have the chance to really come out in massive numbers and retake the House of Representatives. You know, give Trump super majorities in the House and in the Senate so that we can finally get rid of all the online censorship and create a more fair playing ground in the realm of communication. That's what we need to do here. Now, of course, the Democrats are out there somewhat celebrating, although most of them are not really celebrating because they realize that they lost pretty big in this election. They lost seats in the House of Representatives. They failed to take the Senate. And whether or not they get the presidency is up for debate at the moment. We're still waiting to find out. But even if Biden were to win, you know, because as his own statement of creating the largest voter fraud organization in the history of American politics, if he does emerge, he's a complete lame duck. He won't be able to get anything through. It will be over. And in the 2022 elections, Yes, the House will flip drastically back to Republicans, and the Senate will gain majorities for Republicans, and Joe Biden's presidency is effectively a lame duck. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be complete and total gridlock. So the Democrats are out there, at least a large part of them, are realizing they didn't win anything here. Now, of course, you know, as president, Biden would go through and try and put the nail in the coffin of the United States by trying to put us back into the Paris Climate Accords, which would just utterly crush our economy and is such that only the United States would actually abide by it under a Biden administration. And all the other countries will just say, yeah, yeah, we signed it, and but we're not actually going to do anything with it. We're not actually going to go through and abide by it. Only the United States would have their hands tied behind their backs 
And what you'll see is back to the days of Obama, when American uh, prosperity was basically non-existent, where we were declining as a world leader, where we were declining everywhere, everywhere. And that's what Biden would seek to lead us back to by putting us back into these disastrous agreements and accords that Trump smartly pulled us out of. He would go through and re-enter the Iran nuclear deal to give billions of dollars to a country chanting death to America so that they can use that money to build up their ICBMs and nuclear capabilities, with which one day they'll try and use against the United States. And Biden will go off and attack Israel and try to and go through and allow terrorists to go through and run rampant again. You know, remember, when Trump took office, terrorism around the world was rampant. Now terrorism, I mean, ISIS, ISIS is basically non-existent at this point. You know, of course, they're still around, barely. You know, you're not going to be able to wipe out every individual terrorist in the world. But ISIS as an organization is pretty much dead. Al-Qaeda gone. You know, it's one of those situations where Trump eliminated terrorism that was allowed to run rampant under the Biden uh, under the Obama Biden administration. But of course, with the Democrats prematurely declaring victory, you have them going out and creating this false impression. You know, Bernie Sanders out there trying to claim that democracy and Joe Biden won against tyranny of Donald Trump. Here's that clown trying to make the statement. Yes, this election was Biden versus Trump. It was an election about health care, the economy, the pandemic, climate change, criminal justice, immigration, and all of the other important issues facing our country. But most importantly, in my view, this unprecedented election was about Donald Trump versus democracy. And whether we were going to have a president who respected the Constitution, democratic norms, and the rule of law. Fortunately for the future of our country, it appears that if current trends continue, Joe Biden and democracy will win. Now is the time to reaffirm our belief in democracy and to give states the time they need to count every ballot. Oh, would you just shut the hell up, you fraud? It isn't, you know, democracy that wins in a Joe Biden administration. Democracy loses. Trump was the only one promoting democracy. The left, Joe Biden, all they support is tyranny. They support top-down government control over every aspect of your life. They promote the idea of complete and total censorship where they determine what you are and are not allowed to know. It is criminal corruption that would win in a Biden administration because Biden is a criminal. He is. There is no dispute about that. With everything that has come out, there is no disputing the fact that Biden is a criminal that sold America out in order to enrich his own family. And it is sickening that they are that these frauds are able to go out there and try and say this bullshit like Bernie Sanders with a straight face. And apparently, what, 73 million Americans are so fucking stupid that they would actually vote for basically, you know, dictatorships, Cuban style. Venezuela, that they want a Russian-style government, they are that so misinformed. It is frustrating to take a look at you know how the votes are going and realizing there is that many complete and total idiots in this country who vote for tyranny and believe it's democracy, who vote for tyranny and believe it's promoting freedom and equality. I mean, again, they live in bizarro Superman world. But do they know what would actually happen? The, the Democrats, the Democrats, do you actually know what would happen if Joe Biden were to squeak out a victory because of all of the fraudulent activity that is going on? Do you think Joe Biden would actually serve long as president? Well, of course not. I mean, no one's expecting Joe Biden to be able to finish out a single term of the presidency. And most people are voting on the idea of at least on the left, are voting apparently on the idea that they want Kamala Harris as president. You know, they're just trying to clear the way for the first female president. Now, it would be a shame if the first female president 
what didn't even get elected as president, but just happened to take over because the person that was elected was removed or had to step aside. That is pretty sad. I mean, that would just be a huge asterisk on the idea of the first female president of the United States. But do you know what would happen? I mean, there would actually be nothing but investigation because here's what the left doesn't understand. And they never understand this about Trump. All right. Yes, Trump does at times have somewhat of a vindictive personality where he lashes out against people he feels has slighted him. So what would happen if Trump were to lose the election? Well, I have my theories on what Trump would do, and it would completely destroy Joe Biden and possibly lead to Joe Biden being forced to, you know, forcing the Democrats in the House to have to impeach Joe Biden. Now, could you imagine that? Nancy Pelosi having to have no choice but to go through and impeach Joe Biden? Because the only other option for Nancy Pelosi is to basically say, no, no, all this corruption doesn't matter. We're blatantly corrupt, you know, to go through and have to admit to just how corrupt they are. So here's my theory on how Trump would respond to the possibility of losing the 2020 election. The first thing that Trump would do was just declassify and unredact everything related to Spygate, everything that the Democrats were engaged in, in order to illegally spy on his campaign and all the very shady things that they did. He would go through and make sure that the Durham report and all the evidence collected by Durham was declassified, unredacted, and immediately sent out to the public so that everyone would know the criminal activities and the level involvement by both Obama and Biden and complete and total abuse of government and complete and total corruption. He's probably been going through and gathering up all the evidence of every crooked thing the Obama-Biden administration did and start releasing it unredacted to the public. But what else would he do? Well, seeing as how Biden has gone through and you know, if Biden wins and wins through massive corruption, as he has admitted to, he would unredact and unclassify and release everything that has been collected about the Biden crime family, about their dealings of selling influence overseas and selling out American foreign policy to the highest bidder paying his family, right? And he would just start declassifying everything and unredacting everything that we have been wanting to get our hands on for the last four years, everything that has gone on and possibly exposed a lot of the members of Congress, you know, in the House of Representatives, Democrats, and possibly, you know, depending on how everything goes, you know, who knows what Kamala Harris's level of involvement in. And so with undeniable proof of all of the corruption, illegal activities, and all the crimes that they committed, how long do you think Biden would even last? as president of the United States, if, and this is a big if, he wins. Because right now, as we take a look at it, you know, the idea of Biden winning, I mean, there's still a possibility. It's still, you know, showing him um, as being able to win. But in states like Arizona, the gap is closing and it's closing drastically. Georgia appears Biden has barely edged out a slight lead, but they're still counting votes. And of course, they're going to count the Biden votes first because they want uh, perception. North Carolina, uh, Trump has a fairly safe lead there, given how many votes are left to count. Uh, Pennsylvania, um, it looks like, you know, Trump, uh, you know, his lead is narrowing, you know, and that's due to a lot of fraud. But I think uh, Trump will prevail uh, in the end. Oh, wait. Wait, they just updated it. Now they're trying to say that Biden has taken the lead in Pennsylvania. Well, you could thank fraud for that, but hopefully Trump prevails in the end on there. Nevada is incredibly close. All right, so it's still anybody's race, and the Democrats are still going off and trying everything possible to steal this election. But if they were to steal the presidency, Biden would not only be a lame duck, but with everything that Trump would release, all the evidence, that has been gathered over the last four years of all the criminal activities of the Obama administration and Joe Biden's involvement in that, 
and all of the Biden crime family information that has been recently gathered, Biden would not last long as president. And the only way he could last is by the Democrats in the House saying, no, no, we're above the law. You know, the crimes by Democrats don't matter. They don't concern us. And we know the media would try and cover it up as much as possible. And social media would do everything that they could to try and censor and suppress any information that is released. But I can see Trump releasing everything. But you know what? We really need to address the elections a lot more and election integrity. Because the Democrats being able to engage in so much fraud and shenanigans, they have basically have turned this into a banana republic where the American people don't have a say in government. They've already predetermined the election results and the election and actually going to the polls or to the ballot box in order to cast a vote is just formality. Now, again, you know, in 2022, if Biden were to win, not only is he a lame duck, but Republicans would take massive, massive gains in the House and the Senate. And a lot of Republicans are out there trying to take solace in the fact that Biden would essentially be a lame duck. I mean, he could still do damage. You know, he could still do quite a bit of damage there, you know, trying to re-enter us into the Paris Climate Accords and the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, he could still do a lot of damage to the United States, but those damages would be easily reversible in the next administration as the Republicans take it in 2022 uh, and the R2024. And a lot of uh, Democrats are realizing this. This is why there are still riots in the street by left-wing you know, terrorist groups like BLM and Antifa. And you understand that with those groups out there you know, having engaged in domestic terrorism in order to threaten the United States into voting the way they want us to vote or else the violence continues, that if they succeed in a Biden administration, that it's only going to get worse blatant terrorism and just flat out murders of anybody who politically disagrees with you is only going to escalate after they're rewarded for it in this election. It's only going to escalate and only going to get worse. You understand that. And the attacks on the police, you know, the whole under the Biden administration, you know, if the police do anything more than allow themselves to be a sitting ducks for, you know, criminals to just murder, if they do anything more than that, if there's any instance of the police having to draw their weapons to defend themselves against a violent attacker, attacking them with knives, attacking them with guns, all of that, you know, under a Biden administration, of course, you know, we're going to see crime just go through the roof because we're going to see police officers resigning in mass numbers, especially in left-wing states. Why? Because every police officer knows that if they ever had to actually do their job of protecting the community and defending themselves, what's their reward? You know, jail, the Biden administration prosecuting and destroying their lives. So under the Biden administration, if he does end up prevailing, we're just going to see violence escalate throughout the entire country because the domestic terrorists were able to effectively threaten the United States in order to get what they want. You know, and the left completely capitulated and, you know, gave them a bunch of lip service and police officers realizing that their options, you know, if are either let themselves be murdered or go to jail are just going to resign in mass numbers. It's going to be complete and total chaos. It's going to be a complete and total disaster for the next four years under any type of Biden administration. It is going to be a very dark period. In American history, it is going to be the worst four years that we have experienced, at least since the Civil War. And whether or not we're ever going to be able to recover and come back from that is unknown because what the Biden and Harris would do is go through and make sure that 2024 is rigged beyond anything that we've even seen up until now. They're going to go through and try and, you know, get oh, illegal immigrants should be able to vote is what they're going to try and push. I mean, it is going to be horrific. And I'm not sure if America could survive. I've been saying this, you know, that, you know, with Trump, we were finally rebounding. We were finally coming back as a country. And, the, but I've been also saying during this time that we cannot afford 
another Democrat administration anytime soon. We just can't. We cannot survive another Democrat administration. We cannot survive as a country. Whether we can survive financially is debatable. You know, I very much doubt that we will be able to. I mean, poverty is just going to skyrocket. The black community is going to lose any and all progress that they have made over the last four years. But as a society, we, we won't survive. We, we, there is no surviving that. America will effectively be dead. And, you know, I do hate all of this doom and gloom talk about the what-if scenarios. And I'm going through these what-ifs as I'm seeing the results, you know, still coming in. And Biden and Trump are flipping back and forth between who's in the lead and the state. You know, up a thousand, down a thousand, up ten thousand, down ten thousand. You know, and we know that, you know, there's a lot of effort. And whether or not the Democrats' fraud machine, as Joe Biden said, the most extensive fraud organization, voter fraud organization in the entirety of American history, is enough. I mean, think about it. It would take the, you know, four years of the entire legacy media. The all the tech companies banding together to censor and block all information, you know, to go off and engage in total censorship and complete fear mongering in order for Biden to be able to eke out a victory with the largest fraud organization, voter fraud organization they have ever assembled. You know, think about how much it took for them to, if they end up, you know, barely getting this one out, you know, all of that. And how much we need to address in the next two years, in the next four years, in order to get our democracy back. But as we go through and we have that heart attack of, you know, the back and forth between Trump and Biden up and down in the state, trying to figure out what's going on, you know, Nevada is surprisingly close in the election. However, we are seeing uh, what the results are of the extensive voter fraud operation. You know, there was a press conference out there in Nevada. And I made a reference to this in yesterday's episode, but I'm going to go ahead and play the clip of someone going off and talking about how they went to show up to vote in person like they always do, only to find out that someone voted in her name because ballots were that were sent out when no one requested them to be sent out. The Democrat machine just started sending ballots out all over the place and with huge, inaccurate voter roll. You know, so some households were receiving, you know, up to 11, up to 18 ballots in the names of 18 different people because of how inaccurate the voter rolls are. And so people, when they received that, started voting in other people's names. And then when those people showed up to the polls to vote, they were denied a vote. They were not allowed to vote. You know, this is the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats are like, every vote needs to count. And Republicans are going out there saying, oh, every legal v- vote needs to count. And the difference is legal votes, one person, one vote of actual American citizens. What Democrats mean is we just need everybody in the entire world to be able to vote in our election so that they can vote for Democrats because Democrats are going to sell out the country. So here is a news conference of what's going on in Nevada and what's been going on in every one of these states that did this whole mail-in voting. So let's go ahead and listen. Hi, my name is Jill Stokey. I went to vote, as was told, I already voted. I pursued the matter, and in years past, I always voted in person. This time, they mailed out the ballot, and somebody took my ballot. They also took the ballot of my roommate. I was told by the interviewer from Channel 8 when I said, did other people do this? He said, yes. He said, you're the first stubborn. Thank you. And so, yes, democracy dies in darkness when there is no transparency. Do you, have you noticed how it's only after these states in which Trump is now losing ground? It's only after they kicked out the poll workers and started doing everything in secrecy behind closed doors with nobody able to monitor that whether or not the laws are being followed, uh, whether or not the votes being cast are legitimate, that only when they kicked out all the poll watchers and started going behind closed doors and secrets, that Biden started taking a lead, that Biden started gaining ground in Pennsylvania or Georgia 
you know, think about that. You know, Trump was winning. Then they decided to really lock things down, go into complete secrecy. You know, the post office started backdating ballots back to election day, long after the polls had been closed. And then all of a sudden, treasure troves of Biden votes show up and Trump's lead starts declining. I mean, it is amazing how that happened and how the media doesn't want to talk about how all of this melon voting created a bunch of fraudulent votes. I told you months ago, if you've been listening to the show for a long period of time, I told you months ago about the problem with melon voting and inaccurate voter rolls and how even just with the mail service alone is horribly inaccurate. I, I probably, you know, two times a week on average get somebody else's mail delivered to my house on average twice a week. Right? So I can see that playing out across the entire country. And I told you Democrats would take that if they received other people's ballots in their mailbox you know, because they have no moral compass, would fill it out and send it back and vote in that person's name. Because, you know, they want to make sure that person voted right, or they just believe they're on the right side of history. So any action that they take is absolutely justified. You know, the Democrats, you know, despite what Bernie Sanders wants to say, you know, a a Biden administration is not a vote for democracy. It's a vote for tyranny. It's a vote for unbridled corruption. And, and, there is just, I'm, I'm not seeing any way that we would be able to come back from another Democrat administration this close. I mean, we barely survived the Obama administration. Barely. How would we go through and survive a Biden administration? I've already told you, under Biden, you know, crime is going to run rampant. The police aren't going to go out there knowing that if they actually did their job, that the de- Democrats and the Department of Justice would prosecute them. If they know that their only option in their career is either let themselves be murdered or go to jail, they're not going to do their job and crime is just going to skyrocket throughout the country. Domestic terrorism through Black Lives Matter and Antifa is just going to skyrocket. That's what happens when you reward domestic terrorists for their action. They just continue escalating. This is why the Democrats have been able to get away with more corruption, more fraud, and more attacks on our democracy. Because they never suffer any consequences. They always end up, you know, getting rewarded in some way, shape, or form. It's the complete and total end of the First Amendment. You can forget about ever using Twitter and Facebook to share anything meaningful. It's going to be North Korea state media. It has to be pre-approved by the Democrat Party before it's allowed to be posted. Heck, we already see violence breaking out. You know, even though it appears that Biden may have a chance at winning this, which is absolutely amazing. A big, a huge economic boom, peace in the Middle East, the biggest response to a pandemic to protect the United States, and yet the most successful president for American prosperity would lose re-election to go back to somebody who went, who was the vice president of one of the worst administrations in American history. It's unprecedented. And yet, as it seems like There is a chance that Biden could win, that Biden can pull this off. We already see Antifa and Black Lives Matter already continuing the violence, that they're already planning on saying, hey, you haven't seen violence yet until you capitulate and give in to every one of our terrorist demands to remake America into a Soviet Union. They're going to continue the violence because they know They're never going to suffer the consequences from it because they're going to have a pro-domestic terrorist president, Joe Biden, if he wins. They're going to have the presidency, the bully pulpit, the person in control of the Department of Justice giving lip service and support to domestic terrorism. It's sickening. And that's why they're escalating the violence, because they know there won't be any consequences for it. Now, there are a couple of amazing things that have come out of this election. Even if Trump, you know, does end up losing. All right. So what is that? Well, it's surprising that CNN's, uh, at least as far as calling states in the election, have been very restrained. I've been very restrained. And people are wondering what the hell happened at Fox News. People are wondering why Fox News is jumping the gun to want to call states for Joe Biden, especially Arizona. You know, CNN, at least, I mean, their election coverage itself, their political commentators are complete garbage. But as far as their electoral map and restraining themselves from calling the states is surprisingly, you know, 
almost as if they were a news organization. We're not going to call the states, you know, when it's this close until we get the final vote count. Now, I don't know whether that decision was based off of ratings, that the longer it's waited in order to call a state and the longer you keep people in suspense, the more that they will tune in anxious. I want to know. I want to know. And maybe pure profit driven. But it is surprising that they have been fairly restrained in calling the state. And so, you know, I guess they decided they'll do one thing nice, you know, at least for once in the last four years, they'll pretend to be journalists, but it's probably more profit motive than anything else. But even at that, even CNN is coming out and admitting that, hey, you know what? Pollsters, no reason to ever listen to them again. There is absolutely no reason to ever listen to the pollsters, the political class, or anybody out there trying to predict election because they're wrong. You know, they could try and say, what was the comment? 2016, one blip is just like a glitch in the matrix. Okay. But two presidential elections in a row where the pollsters were majorly wrong and majorly off, you know, they were predicting a blue wave, a landslide victory for Biden and Democrats. Down ballot, Democrats law. You know, once you get, you know, to the House and the Senate race, Democrats lost. And they lost big. I mean, they, there, wasn't, there wasn't even a trickle of de- dem- for the Democrats as far as victory. So the pollsters were wrong there as far as this huge blue wave. And they were predicting a landslide victory for Joe Biden. And yet, if Joe Biden were to win, it would be the smallest victory that I can ever think of. It would be by a very razor thin margin, right? the smallest margin known, you know, in American history. So, you know, but they're going off and they're admitting this surprisingly that, you know, all these pollsters are just complete garbage. So here's what that sounds like. Whether President Donald Trump ultimately wins or loses a second term, Tuesday's election proves something beyond the shadow of a doubt. He has effectively broken modern politics. Or to put an even finer point on it, Trump has exposed that the ways we poll, analyze, and predict election outcomes have deep flaws. Heading into election day, every shred of available evidence suggested that Trump was likely to lose and lose convincingly to former Vice President Joe Biden. The incumbent trailed by high single digits in national polling. He was behind in polling averages in virtually every swing state. He was being drastically outspent on television in the vast majority of battlegrounds. Professional campaign handicappers were unanimous on this point. This election was likely to border on landslide territory for Biden. It's clear that Trump, if he loses, will not be swept out of office in a wave election that's a clear rebuke of his first four years in office. So Trump's overperformance of his poll numbers almost everywhere in the country, not to mention the likelihood that Republicans will maintain control of the Senate and gain seats in the House, although fall short of winning the majority, are simply not explainable by the available polling data going to the election. They are just not. So one miss is a potential anomaly, a glitch in the matrix. Two straight presidential elections in which Trump overperformed pre-election polls and the expectations of the professional political class and his party did the same thing down ballot proves that there are systemic issues with the way we poll and cover elections, or at least elections that involve Donald John Trump. Now, while they're going off and saying that now, today, as we are still waiting to find out who the president of the United States is going to be going from January 2021 uh, to 2024. Now, while they're saying that now, how much do you want to bet that by the time we get to the general election in 2022 of the midterms, they're going to forget all of this. They're going to completely forget everything that they have realized about how bad and how off the polling is. And they're going to be constantly reporting the polls, the polls, the polls, the polls say this, it's going to be a landslide victory for the Democrats in 2022. The polls say, you know, the Republicans are just going to lose everything. It's going to be a landslide wave election. How much do you want to bet they're going to be right back to preaching the polls as if they were gospel in 2022? They want to go off and try and pretend like they are learning something, like they are learning a lesson. But in the end, they're not going to change. They're not going to go to honest reporting. They're, you know, they're going to kiss Biden's butt. 
you know, it's going to be the same as what it was during the Obama administration, where the media goes back to complete cover-up mode. You know, well, technically they never left cover-up mode because they've been trying to keep all of the breaking news about all the scandals that we had uncovered that happened under the Obama administration. They've been still trying to keep that all swept under the rug. They've been going through and they've already been engaged in massive cover-ups for Joe Biden and his crime family. They've already been engaged that. And so they're going to go back into complete and total cover-up mode. You know, and, you know, as we go through and we take a look at it, as far as the media goes, uh, yeah, getting, uh, putting all this effort into trying to defeat President Trump is the worst thing that could happen to the media. I mean, does the media realize how much, how much they were dependent upon President Trump in order to maintain ratings? I mean, think about that. Without President Trump, what is CNN going to do? What is CNN going to do? They're pretty much going to be dying off and dead as a news organization. They were, they were completely and totally dependent on Trump coverage and p- promoting Trump outrage and Trump derangement syndrome in order to try and maintain any ratings in order to stay alive and afloat. And the same goes for NBC, MSNBC, CBS, ABC. What are they going to do without Trump, without Trump derangement syndrome? Has the media ever gone through and taken a look at what's going to happen after the election? If Biden were to win, how much their ratings and profitability are going to just completely and totally tank because people were only tuning in in order to hear the latest Trump coverage? You know, of course, those were people who are engaged in the outrage culture, the Trump derangement syndrome that basically hated the idea of peace, prosperity, and the lifting up of minority communities. You know, these were just hateful people. Without Trump, what are they going to do? Now, when it goes off and talks about social media, how's Twitter going to survive without Trump? I mean, Twitter has basically been relying or needing Trump in order for everyone to stay engaged politically. How many people are just going to take a look at everything that Twitter has done and just the last six weeks alone, and if Trump loses, say, that's it, you know, to hell with Twitter, I'm going over to Parler, where free speech is allowed, where we're actually allowed to express ideas and engage in debate, rather than Jack Dorsey, a multi-billionaire, going off and deciding what it is we are and are not allowed to know, what it is we are and are not allowed to think, you know. And beyond uh, Parler, there's Gab, but, you know, Gab is, well, let's face it, Gab as an alternative to Twitter is effectively dead. I mean, it just is. Ever since, you know, uh, Google and Apple banded together in order to ban Gab from their app stores because it was becoming too much of a threat to Twitter, Gab has just declined. All right. There's still a small active community on Gab. Okay. Don't ignore it completely, but still. What's Twitter going to do, especially if Trump comes out and says he is now moving everything over to Parler, right? So what, what's going to be the result of that? Facebook. Facebook is going to receive massive, massive backlash. I predict that there is going to be a competitor to Facebook, a serious competitor to Facebook, rising up over the course of the next couple of years, getting tired of Mark Zuckerberg. So See, here's what the left doesn't understand, what those morons voting for Biden doesn't understand. They're going out there trying to say, yeah, we hate millionaires and billionaires. And yet, what are they doing? They're going up and promoting millionaires and billionaires, telling them what they can and can't think, what they can and cannot say, and what they can and cannot have access to as far as information. Joe Biden is the billionaire, the elitist class, the tyrant elitist dictating to everybody else how they should think. And it's always only in the benefit of the millionaires and billionaires. President Trump was the, in all honesty, the first president for the middle class, for those at the lower end of the economic scale. So what are these people going to do without President Trump to rail again? You know, their, their ratings are going to crash. I mean, as far as it goes, when it comes to Twitter and Facebook, Will I still post things there? Yes, just in case, you know, they're able to be discovered. All right, but that's not where I'm primarily engaging. You know, as far as I'm concerned, those platforms, you know, they're not even platforms. Those publishers 
can just go to hell. I'm spending my time more and more on Parlor, build, building up and engaging on Parlor. I'm not doing a whole lot of videos because I'm not, you know, because I know YouTube is all rigged, but I am putting it up on BitChute and Rumble. And then I let Rumble disseminate. You know, of course, I go through and I check the option, okay, disseminate to Facebook and YouTube and all that, but I'm not going up on YouTube, you know, because I am not going to go off and fund the enemies of the United States, the hate the United States class. I'm not. I'm trying as much as possible to get away from these places. So what I would say is for anybody out there with any social media following, you need to stop promoting YouTube. I mean, don't go off and just cut out all content there altogether without telling the audience where to go. But I would say in every video you post, promote Rumble, promote BitChute, promote YouTube's competitor. When it comes to Twitter, just go off and constantly promote Parler, 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 because they are the best alternative to Twitter, the home of free speech. And whenever an alternative to Facebook finally emerges, all right, whenever that happens, promote, promote, promote it. Every episode, every video, every piece of content that you put out there, promote these alternatives so that we can get away from the complete and total internet censorship. And, you know, the fact that you can use Twitter to promote Parler. Yeah. All right. So it looks like, you know, if uh, Biden's, you know, corruption machine, if the Democrats, you know, voter fraud machine does manage to prevail, we're in for some very troubling times in the United States, you know, and whether or not we can survive a Biden administration, Biden-Harris, if that ends up being the ultimate case, honestly. I think if that ends up happening, then we might as well just admit America has fallen. But hopefully, as the votes continue to come in and the votes get counted and, you know, Trump, uh, now that, you know, he's filing lawsuits against all the voter fraud that has been going on, you know, hopefully Trump will be able to get reelection. It's very tight. It can easily go either way right now. It is pretty much down to the middle. I mean, this is going to be an election that is going to be decided primarily by just, you know, maybe a thousand votes, maybe even just a few hundred votes is going to decide this election. That's how close it is. All right. So in order to get this content out there, uh, please leave me a rating and review. Please share this all over social media so that other people can find this content as well. The best way, the only way we're going to fight back against the left-wing tyrants is to ensure the promotion of conservative content. Flood the internet so much with conservative content that the left is unable to censor it all. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back again soon.